0: Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie, welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello everybody, and we are Isaac Petrie and... I, uh, Petrie, you know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. You, you know, know it. Know it. You may know hey, have. everybody! You, everybody, doing well? Dropping in on the noon into your day to talk more kingdom conversations. As I told you, we would be doing. Listen, we gonna dive right on in to the conversation. First of all, I'd like to thank all of you all that have contacted us and said. Appreciate us talking about certain things, such as this, because evidently you don't hear talked about a lot, and you definitely don't hear it. I guess in the way we are bringing it, so we are blessed. Share this, get this information out. Listen. First of all, I want to dive back to something that I that we premised um, on the last show, and then we're going to move into the conversation because we're going to talk really, really frame about some things um, concerning division in the church in a lot of it over this political divide, which you throw in race. And then there is seemingly two sects in the church that we got to deal with. And, uh, and we're just not gonna, we're not gonna have that happen on our watch where Satan had all these trying to divide in the earth starts dividing the body of Christ, too, and people of God and family members and members of churches. So we're going to deal with that in a minute. But we talk how everything has become politicized in this nation. So We need to begin to talk about politics in the church, it is politicized. The things the government and the church we're finding out is being politicized in a lot of these states. More than you know, I've been on, like I said, some Zoom calls to hear of what's going on in different states that are not on the news between um, local officials in the church. And the issue with COVID 19 is a Serious, just issue, but it should not be left up to any body outside of the church to tell the church when and what and how to do. Um, that's mm-hmm. that should be left up to the church and the church elders and the church leaders, especially when there are other things that are open that people deem essential. And so uh, yeah. there's a lot going on, and so we need to be involved in politics. You know. Iron when I started, you know, talking about this, um, people were like, you know, you don't really need to get involved in politics. You know, the church has had that mentality. We don't need to get involved in that. Leave that alone. Just, just preach the gospel. And then Lance now came up with the mountains. Now he came up with it, but he took the revelation of how we're having church but yet Satan is is discipling the culture and yeah. how the political mountains, economic mountains, media, arts, entertainment mountains, educational mountains are mm-hmm. actually having more effect in the earth than the church is. Because Jesus didn't tell us to have church. He told us to go into all the world and mm-hmm. preach the gospel and take it into these systems. And so I bigger than that political system. So just for a minute, just for a minute, recap why we talk about this in the church and why has the church been out of it? And then we're going to deal with this divisiveness in the church, seemingly between um, evangelicals and African-American pastors and and black and white. It's dividing up politically, even racially. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But why should we deal with that? And why haven't we? Give me real quick on that. Passage.
1: Oh, just real, real quick. I'll, I'll just visit the scripture. You know, when the Bible tells us when when Jesus left us the Great Commission, he said, go into all the world. And of course, we know that world, the cosmos, we're talking about the arrangement, the way the, the world is ordered, that it wasn't just mm-hmm. about going into the real estate of the world. but It was going into the reality of its structures and the way it was set up and making disciples, you know, and and how that. For most of the church, we've kind of we've kind of viewed evangelism or or reaching people or discipling the nations based on an individual kind of relationship uh, paradigm where we go out and we we reach people for Christ, which we absolutely do and we absolutely should. But there is also the component of going into the systems and the arrangement and the order of society and disciplining these these the people in these these systems and also. Um, working toward the end of grounding these systems in biblical truth, uh, because right. if we don't if we don't have the values of the kingdom in these systems, then these systems are going to implode, as we're seeing uh, take place. And one of the things that the church uh, has kind of dropped the ball on is on that end of evangelism, on that end of discipleship. We've been afraid to man the gates of civilization. We've been afraid to go into the order and to take God's principles in there.
0: Right. And, and and the thing I would like to add in addition to that is that God is after nations. I yes. mean, of course, nations are comprised of individual people. And so you disciple the individual person, um, but you don't just take all those that have been discipled individually and just stick them in the church and ignore the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, that is our model, and that is what what is caused. The bigger issue that we're facing in the earth today, because you're finding out that what happens in that political arena affects your life, everything about your life. So, no different. doubt about it. So, for the person who says, you know, we shouldn't be getting involved in that, I mean, goodness, you can just ask him, well, do you buy groceries? <laughs> do you have a car? Do you have a house? Do your kids go to school? Right. So, everything right. from that economic, um, engine and all of that's political. And now we're even dealing with things as far as how they can even reach and change laws and, and, and all types of legislation that is so anti-God. And so while we've been doing all of that, they've been changing legislation and pushing the church further and further and further into the corner. And we've got to come out. We've got to talk Absolutely. about these things. Now, As we begin to talk about um, these issues when it comes to politics, uh, what we're finding out is that is now there is a lot of divisiveness in the church and the church has adopted something that that, um, from the world that I believe is very destructive and we need to deal with it. And, um, And before we go on to talk about platforms and policies and what and who supports, The first thing we got to deal with is how we approach one another. I am hearing so many, every day, so many uh, demonizing, divisive, um, such rhetoric, such tone from bishops, apostles, doctors, leaders within the church demonizing one another over the support of a political field. And if you support this particular candidate, if you support President Trump, then you you are a sellout, you're a coon, you are a slave, you are a traitor to your race. And, and then if you support President Biden, then you know you're nothing about the kingdom, you're full of the devil, you're supporting the devil, you're supporting demons and all of that. We have got to be better than that in the church. We we have just got to be better. And so I want you to touch a little bit on the spirit of Cain and Abel, because what you're seeing is the failed people to 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 uh, stop using that spirit of craft to control and intimidate other people to the point where there are certain people who can't say anything for fear of the backlash of people deal with that in a minute. And then I'm coming back. We're going to talk some more <laughs> and we ain't going to dance around it. We're going to be point blank about some things. But I want you to just talk a little bit about that, that um, that spirit of Cain you were talking about and the party spirit that you talked touched on
1: weeks ago. Yeah, I, well, I brought it up uh, weeks ago in reference to how we were dealing with, uh, I think we were in the aftermath of what happened with George Floyd and people were just at each other's throat. And and uh, we were talking about the subject of racism and division and how that we we tend to think of these things basically between races when really it's not race, it's human nature. Uh, And race just happens to be one of those uh, characteristics that is easily ascertained between all of us. Right. The color of skin can be easily seen the moment we see one another. So we we divide along racial lines. We'll divide along gender lines. We divide along socioeconomic lines. Um, But it's in the nature of man, because we can't get out of the first three chapters of Genesis before we've seen the murder of one man of his own brother. And that's what you're talking about. Speaking of Cain and Abel. And so it's in us to to separate into these factions and to have this, this sense of our desire to wanna to control or Lord over our brother. And it, it, it's a part of us, it's, it's in us in, in human nature. And the only answer to it is a rebirth and a new birth in Christ Jesus and to really, really embrace who Christ, what Christ came to accomplish inside of man's heart. But what we're seeing today <laughs> is that within the very body where the answer ought to right. be seen, we're seeing this same division duplicated. We're seeing the same division pervasive. And um, and it speaks to the fact that it can't be a failure of Christ. It must be a failure of the Christians to, to mm. embrace fully what Christ has accomplished. And so we we've got to, as you say, we've got to unpack this to the point to where you know, I'll I'll say this. I was actually just thinking about this yesterday, and you know, and we hadn't talked really much uh, since since last time, mm-hmm. uh, since since between these particular podcasts. But I was thinking about how I feel like uh, I was talking to the Lord and just praying and meditating on some things, and uh, and I thought about the fact that for the most part, I thought maybe I've I've had this all wrong because I've been praying for a revival and an awakening in America, and I think. I'm not alone. I think there are uh, Mm -hmm. believers all over the body, all over the the country that are praying for those same things. But my focus in mind was to see the culture changed. And maybe it's not the culture that needs an awakening. It's the church. Mm -hmm. It's the body of Christ. It's the body of Christ that needs the awakening. It's the body of Christ that needs this (laughs) <laughs> it's going to sound strange to say, but a real come to Jesus. It's the body that has found itself. Since we have not gone into all the world to make disciples, the world has infiltrated us and is making disciples wow. out of us. So that wow. preachers are preaching a socialistic, humanistic gospel. Mm-hmm. Where, wow. We're becoming we're becoming people who are. Uh, we're proselytizing for for cultural rhetoric, for cultural themes and and cultural narratives. We're out preaching the state's idea. We're we're out out preaching the ideas of people who are secular humanists and secular thinkers. We're 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 no longer preaching the redemptive revelation of Christ. And 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 it came to me when I was thinking about that, the scripture, of course, in Proverbs 29 and 18, where it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, we know that means where there is no redemptive revelation. There is no vision, meaning revelation of Christ, revelation of of God. The people cast off restraint. And so since we've drifted from the redemptive revelation, that should be the covering for the body. And we started preaching us, preaching humanism, preaching self-centered messages. The people have cast off restraint. They're everywhere. (laughs) Their minds are in everything they're thinking about all kinds of different things. And so the church is going to have to have an awakening to come back to the center of really what we're all about because it's 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 not about us. It's about who we serve. And and there seems right. to be you you've got people <laughs> you've got people like I say who who now in this day and age we have this kind of hyphenated uh belief. Like we 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 love Jesus but we wanna keep a little bit of, uh, of cultural uh, balance or significance. We're trying to find this Jesus that's that we can mold and shape after our own culture, after our own race, after our own political persuasion. And we're not letting Jesus be Jesus, right? We're not serving Jesus as he reveals himself to be. We're, we're running around with a mind that is populated by the assumptions of the culture. And we're gonna to have to arrest ourselves out of that as the, as the children of God, and it's got to get back to being Jesus, being the exclusive thing we serve, the exclusive one we serve, the exclusive message we preach. And, and that's the end of it. But, but yeah, we're true. not there right now. We're all over the place.
0: Yeah. And what do you think? What, what, why do you think? Why uh, do you think it's gotten that toxic? Because I'm hearing people literally fall out with their pastors, fall out oh, yeah. with their family. Fall out with their workers, their friends, fall out, you know, with a race of people, fall out, just pure it. Just, I mean, this this tension has gotten so heightened. And it's and it's all got two ingredients to it. Mm. It's, it's race, and and there's a political, geopolitical aspect to it. Um, Those are the bigger issues that simply divide. come up, and you say Trump, and boy, you, you might as well get ready for a, few a, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: and I'm talking about you can be in the church, you can be in your home, you can be you family, you can be in a relationship, you can be at work, you can be at the grocery store, or you come out and you say Biden and there we go. Um, the, in the demonization of of one another, how did we get to that point? What's causes this, this tension for people over politicians and the political climate to literally fall out with people? It's the political mm-hmm. thing that's doing it. And I mean, and I'm talking about people that have been in family and lives and churches and all that for years, but depending on which side of the political line you are on, it is bringing like total well I can't deal with you then. you know are we, are, 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 we, are we we done? are you selling out people? are you selling out the race or you can't love God and vote that way? And all where do we get that from? Because it ain't always been there. People used to vote and mind their own business
1: and, and do what they needed. Where did that come from? Well, you it's remember. Well, you, you you remember, of course, in the scripture where where when it comes to us perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord, how we're admonished by Paul to come out from among them and be separate. And speaking in terms of sanctification, right? And and that when the believer is is trying or attempting to grow in the Spirit and sanctify themselves they separate themselves from certain behavior. They separate themselves from certain sin. And, um, and so that's, that's the, the, the act of sanctification. Well, what I think is going on, and like I say, this is a lot to unpack and it's a lot to really talk about and it's, it's, it's a really big subject. But what has happened is social justice has become a new religion. That we're not just dealing with political ideas anymore. We're dealing with the fact that people view these political beliefs in a religious, uh, through a religious lens. So much so that it's, that's their brand of sanctifying themselves from you. (laughs) You see what I mean? There is a a real twisted, uh, (laughs) there is a real twisted, I'm serious, because you would would ask yourself, what Christian usually has that level of of strength and courage to separate themselves from sin when they're trying to, to live right and to exemplify the characters of Christ? Nobody's wow. ever that bold, but but they're bold about this, Whoa. right? They're bo- they're willing to lose family, they're willing to lose friends. Now they wouldn't lose family and friends for Christ, <laughs> but, they're, <laughs> but they're willing to lose family and friends for Trump or Biden. They're willing to lose wow. family and friends for a perceived narrative. And, and it, it has be- it has become religion. It is, and this is why wow. I, I, I put a video up on, on my page this week, uh, because the Spirit of God impressed upon me to share it. And I was, as I was reading through Matthew 16, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, uh, and perhaps there are people on this feed have already seen it, but perhaps there aren't. But when Jesus was talking to his disciples in Matthew 16, he asked them in the coast of Caesarea Philippi, "Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" And of course, they all spoke up and said, oh, "John the Baptist." Some say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. One of the prophets come again. So they're speaking of reincarnation. they they're voicing the. The, the the rumor, the rumor mill out there about Jesus. And Jesus says, but whom do you say that I am? And they say, and then, of course, Peter speaks up and says, by the spirit of God, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says to Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And he said, you're blessed because of that. And you're no longer Simon, but Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it in that whole scene. I don't believe Jesus cared one way or another what the world thought about who he was. What Jesus was checking was where his disciples' minds were. Mm -hmm. He said, show me, what are they saying? Then he asked them, but what do you say? So he's trying to get, he's trying to see if they know who he is in a personal manner. And what's happened in the culture is we are now, as Christian people, saying, oh, he's Jeremiah, or he's the Christ of the Republicans. He's the Christ of social wow. justice. He's the Christ of, and we're, we're all sitting around here voicing this cultural consensus that has their own agenda. And we're not sticking with the personal transformative revelation of who Jesus really is. And that is to say that Jesus is not a political figure. He doesn't ride as, as Dr. Tony Evans so profoundly says, he doesn't ride on the back of donkeys or elephants. Jesus comes to bring his kingdom. And we should be concerned about the kingdom but many people in the church have gotten swept up into this cultural religion called social justice, and this is why you're seeing people act so dogmatic about it. They they're willing to to uh, I guess you could say uh, ideologically die on a particular hill over these things. They 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 have they have drawn a line in the sand with family, with friends, with churches, and if you don't say what we want you to say, you don't speak up the way we want you to speak, then you're canceled. Then you're no longer viable. We dismiss you from polite society, and you're no longer to be considered, uh, even if you've done good. Any good you've done is completely wiped out because you voted for the wrong person, or you're going to vote for the wrong person. That can only be explained by people having substituted this sociopolitical vision as a religion. It is a religious belief inside of people. Wow, and it because
0: it has become like you to them, religion, meaning it has become some moral code to people Yes, that this is, and the tragedy with a lot of these social justice movements is that these are not birthed out of the kingdom of God. They're not birthed out of the mind of God. They're not birthed by leaders that know the word of God. They're not birthed by organizations that are kingdom centered, that are biblically centered So it is deception to think that any justice or any equality is going to come out of a system that came out of the world. It ain't going to happen. It can't happen because Satan cannot be anything other than what he is. And that's why you're seeing the type of toxicity coming out of these movements. You're seeing the rioting, you're seeing the looting, you're seeing the hatred because these are not movements of reconciliation. They don't want reconciliation. They want a revolution. They've been playing about it. They don't want, they don't want to see the table. They want to burn the whole table down. Um, They're not trying to (laughs) perfect America. You know, they they want it. They want to totally destroy it. And, and, And so this nation is not perfect, but we are here to help perfecting But this is not what these movements are about because they're coming out of the kingdom of darkness and they're not led by kingdom people. But but anyway, I don't get too too on top of that. That's just that. And that's why you're seeing the fruit uh, of all this because of these things. But getting back to the church now, you have the church has been broken down some kind of into these two segments, there are evangelicals. Still don't know what that is. I don't know whether I'm one or not. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the definition is. <laughs> Help us, man. But, but what, it is, what it has culturally been, culturally been dumbed down to is mm-hmm. that an evangelical is a white <laughs> or a white leader of, of sure. in the church. Now, that's not my definition. So I don't want anybody to say that that is that is what culturally is not evangelical is. and so now if evangelicals are white pastors, white preachers, white leaders, then the only other sect of leadership has to be black leaders mm-hmm. and I don't know what we call black pastors, black preachers, black leaders. you, you see uh, the silliness of all of this, I don't know what what column. Uh, because we're all one body and we should be called the body of Christ that's what that's we right. are we're not evangelicals we're not we're an american pastors there's no black church there's no white church but it's been drawn that way politically and so there has been a lot of fuss because dominantly the evangelical church singlely supports president trump and because of that they are being branded as evangelicals and the evangelical or white church supports Donald Trump. And so that's that. And over here, you got the black church that supports Joe Biden. As you know, African-Americans have voted dominantly Democrat for a 90% clip for I don't know how long. So yeah. now you have these divisions and now there's a lot of calling out the based on the platforms or personalities of the candidates. And so I want you to talk to that because why has that become so racially divided? Because people keep asking the question. They keep asking the question, if we're reading the same Bible, why are we seeing different things in this this political spectrum? If we're reading the same Bible, then why do we have different feelings about different platforms and policies? dive into that a little bit and then i'll end it with something that i feel like a heart to share
1: wow i mean that's that's a big question because in america you know politics takes on a bit of a different a different tone because historically we're very well aware of the racial history we have in our country and that racial history unfortunately was not kept out of the church that racism was was actually promoted propagated in the church uh, black people religion was used, um, you know, people, I, I don't I don't buy this whole notion that, that it's the white man's religion used against black people to keep them enslaved. I, I don't buy that, that kind of nonsense. I don't have time to get off into it, but I believe that's off base. But at the same time, there is the reality that there is a racial history within the church, within the United States of America. And I think uh, these lines were drawn politically many years ago. And so when in that particular case, the The thing that has to happen, regardless of where it originated and how it's kind of bled over into our present time, is that now it's all about what do we know now? And see, and this is what I, 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 I this is what now. I get to. When it, when, we know now? <laughs> Yeah, this is what I get to when it comes to a lot of people talking. You know, what do we know now? You can be a, you can be very great. You can, be, you, can, you can articulate uh, uh, our history very eloquently. That's wonderful. That's great. We can talk about all the realities that happen. But what do we know now? What do we really know now in Christ Jesus? What have we so learned in him? And the responsibility of every believer to that. Because I promise you, when we stand before God, <laughs> you won't be yeah. able to stand there as a collective. You won't be able to stand there and say, but you know such and so said. No, it's it's our individual responsibility to what we now know in Christ Jesus. And so what we now what we know now is that, that we are one, it's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We're one body. There is no Jew nor Greek, male nor female, there is no bond nor free, but we are one in Christ Jesus. So our entire efforts as the body of Christ should be toward that end. And it, that means we should we should look at politics, we should look at the political history and all of that. that. That's one thing. But what do we know now? We know now that we need to be working toward the ends of reconciliation. And that needs to be the foremost message we're preaching, teaching, and promoting. Instead of bringing things up in a manner uh, which many times gets lost in a lot of misinformation, because all of this really exploded in present time because of policing and because of per- perceived police right. brutality and so forth and so on and there has been some police brutality but has it been by race you know it, right. we, we we don't want to tackle that because if we look at the data if we look at the the actual facts the evidence that this thing has been somewhat of a cultural issue maybe in policing where police kill roughly maybe uh, on average around a thousand people a year uh, over a little over half of those people are white, about 22% of those are black. Now it's disproportionate because black people are only 13% of the population. But at yeah. the same time, the evidence does not show this overwhelming effort by police to shoot black people. It just right. doesn't show it, it's not there. And you could almost go case by case by case of showing whites who have been killed by police officers in very similar manners, to some of the national stories of black people who have been killed by police. And so we have this narrative pushed by media that gets us all in a frenzy that snatches us, if we're susceptible, it snatches us out of our our discernment. right? And we get Mm -hmm. into emotion and we start to emote and then we start to go back to the past and back to history instead of sticking with what do we know now? And are we willing to do the hard work of actually thinking and the hard work of loving, and the hard work of of reaching out to one another to build bridges, because it's a lazy division is a lazy thing. <laughs> you know I'm, it's a, it's a, I'm serious. Division is a lazy thing.
0: Division is lazy. It, it's uh-huh. a
1: default of human nature. It is. It is lazy uh-huh. to be divided. Division is a lazy thing. <laughs> you you, you can't find anything. You can Divide. find anything Divide. to be divided from somebody over. Okay, it's a, it's a buffet of things out there. It's a lazy to do so. It's hard work. It's spiritual intensity. It requires maturity to build bridges and come together. Yeah. But that's where God manifests himself. He manifests himself in unity. The only time God didn't manifest himself positively in unity was when they united around a false uh, premise, which was at the Tower of Babel. And so when right. God came down, he didn't come down to bless that day. <laughs> he came down to separate it. Because it was evil. And so we've got to make sure that we do the mature work as children of God of building bridges and thinking through these things and stop emoting, stop getting into all of these fights that are never going to end. Because it's going to have, end if we don't end them.
0: Right. And we have to be more mature in the as, as Christian people. See that that that's for your point. That folks, as yes. Christian people, we can't let No, Because that's what they do. They they don't care. They don't care anything about racial equality. They don't care anything about justice. Because if they did, they would be doing things to bring us into reconciliation. But they don't ever post nothing that's positive. They don't ever post nothing um, where people are coming together. And they're out there by the millions. No, they look for the one thing that will be divisive. And lazy people, <laughs> yes. I love to feel that. Division is lazy. Being intellectually and spiritually lazy. lazy
1: it
0: is. Grab a hold of that in the body of Christ and let the enemy try to tear off wounds. I mean, tear off bandages or wounds that have healed. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, when are we going to get to a point where we can move past some of these things? You know, you might not, you're not going to... Racism, no more than you're gonna get rid of human beings. People are people. You're not gonna get rid of people who do wrong in any race, including your own. And yes. so they were like, "When are we gonna to get to a point where we can have?" I say, "Get there." I said, "When I was growing up, we were there." Mm. I mean. I mean, when when I came through in the eighties, graduating, there was none of this stuff. I mean, we were growing up, laughing, cutting up with one another. You had things on television like, uh, like I said, George Jefferson, Fred Sanford, Archie Bunker. We watched the <laughs> Hazard every Friday night. I believe it was. We didn't have no problem with the General Lee and Boeing Luke, Luke and Daisy. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't all of this. Yeah of this stuff. There wasn't all of this. And, and you can't tell me the nation is more racially polarized than it was then, that that equality has not moved forward. You got African-American billionaires and millionaires, successful people and all of those things. But yet a media narrative will take us all the way back, like we back in the 60s. Let me, let me be clear with me. Mm-hmm. History is there to learn from, and I and I thank God for history. But I am not concerned with America's history. I don't need to talk about what happened back there because it cannot change anything today. I am concerned with America's destiny going forward. What can we That's do right, going forward? That's right. We cannot go forward if every time something happens, we want to look back. I mean, think about it. In any relationship. If all you want to do is bring up the past, you never gonna, gonna make it. A in anything. Not, there's a marriage, that's a ministry, that's a nation, that's <laughs> we, make it every time we try to come together, one thing happened and you go all the way back. Remember when you oh we, yeah go anywhere like like that, we have got to be able to have the body of Christ rise up in in repentance and forgiveness and not allow the world to set the agenda for us. That is yes. what is so disappointing. To the point, we are oh. adopting, like you say, discipleship from the world, and we coming out saying stuff that the media said. we're coming yeah. out saying stuff that organizations that are anti-God, anti yes anti We're saying what they're saying. We're promoting them because of the failure to do the hard work, because you know division is lazy. <laughs> Get the church to come together with a kingdom agenda and function in the of unity and love. Now, I'm going to say this and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, close it down for this week. The leanings are clear. So we need to just be clear about some things. For the most part, African-Americans historically, um, for at least the last 60 years, have the Democrat Party. So no matter who's running over the Democrat Party, they're getting over 90 percent or have gotten 90 percent. I think it might be George Bush. One of the Bushes got a a, a pretty good percentage of the African-American vote, Uh, but dominantly it's been leaning toward Democrats. So so if you're African-American from a political standpoint. You just come in leaning toward Democrats. That's the way I was taught when I first started voting. We we just vote Democrat. You know, that's the way a lot of people were voting. Know anything about what we were voting for, who or anything. Policies, platforms, just that's the family line. That's what we do. Um, And then so you got that. And that's not negative. I'm just saying that's what it is. Then you got your then the evangelicals. "Quote unquote," who um, some support Democrat um, candidates, and then a lot of them support Republican candidates, as if they are more moral in their thinking is the perception. Bishop Harry Jackson, who is a mentor of mine, gave the best analogy of this I've ever heard. He said, "For the most part." when it comes to the church and you break down the church demographically, when it comes to political leanings is that African-American people only out of one eye and all they see out of that eye is social justice. All they see is are you going to do from a social justice standpoint, whether it's racism, whether it's voting rights, you know, whether it's it's, you know, prison, all socially, that's all they see. That that's what mainly they see out of. Many say evangelicals mainly see out of the moral eye. Their their move is not necessarily social; it's moral. That all of they are, you know, they're about the abortion, sex, marriage, mm-hmm. the, the the keeping religious rights, and and um, you know transgender, and all of those things are the things they harp on prayer back in school. And he sure. said, why don't we just see out of both eyes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the Keep reason, think. <laughs> but in order to see out of both eyes, it's going to take some people to come up out of a political um, fidelity. It's going to take some people that are willing then to say that I am not loyal to any Party, and you and I both know we hadn't got the church there. That the mm-hmm. church can sit because if if African Americans stand up and talking about abortion, which disproportionately affects. Sure. Mm-hmm. it look like I got had a little technical difficulty on yeah, that you, point. i, I might have up. to find yeah, the yeah. devil.
1: You may have to repeat
0: yeah. that. You, you froze up yeah. The yeah I know the devil don't want this part <laughs> out. <laughs> but 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 when you think about when you think about how the only reason we're 13% of the population it's because we've aborted away a whole generation and generations, almost two generations of African American people. If we ever start coming out strong for that, then you're going to have to disconnect from party unity. And if you come out on the evangelical side and you start talking about racism and division and 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 um, prison reform and injustice and equality and making sure social constructs are set up for everybody, then that means you're gonna you're gonna have to run up against some things. Oh, yeah. In that party, that they have historically not been um, in, a, in a position to strengthen minority communities. And so, this is what both of them are fighting. And so, now when it comes to a lot of people, I believe, are experiencing division, it's because those things are starting to change. You're starting to see African American people start to wake up and talk about moral issues and you're starting to see evangelical people wake up and talking about social issues. That's what's the good that's coming up out of this, is that we're starting to erase the lines and this is where I want us to get to because then we can hold these politicians accountable and say, I don't care what side you are on, we're on the Lord's side. And if you're going to get out, this is what we stand. But there definitely can't be any fussing and fighting between people who are socially conscious and those who are morally conscious. So I got a solution. (laughs) Instead of screaming at evangelicals, y'all need to talk more about this and that. How about this? How about we start to amplify more of the platforms? Okay, if 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 being an evangelical means that I am heavy on moral issues, same sex marriage, abortion, um, transgender rights, education, all these things that are creeping in, then how come, why is that not talked about in the African-American church? I mean, it, it, these are biblical issues. <clears throat> so why, why are those things not talked about? Why, what how, how is that an evangelical thing? That should be a Christian thing. That should be right. everybody. Everybody should be trumpeting that. Everybody should be standing against that. Everybody should be coming out against that. And then mm-hmm. now, if you if you if you're dealing with these social issues of justice, racism, equality, then that shouldn't be no African-American thing. That should be everybody's thing. And so now evangelicals gotta come out. And begin to trumpet that, which is one of the things we saw with this George Floyd thing. I, I saw so many evangelicals come out and start talking about social issues, willing to look at it, have all of these things, hold people accountable. We're seeing prison reform come out of a, re- of a Republican um, presidency, prison reform. We're starting to see these things start to come in. So, we're starting to see the cracking of these party lines, and I am glad about it. But one thing we cannot have is the demonization and the fighting between one another because people lean more or their passions in one side or the other. That's got to stop. It is utter ungodliness, unrighteousness, and it's you as a believer. Let me say this before I go. You as a believer, you find out the things in these platforms that mean something to you and where you feel like the direction of a country and a nation should go and you don't allow anybody in your race, outside of your race, in your party, outside of your party, in your church, outside of your church, take the individuality out of your conscience and start intimidating you and start um, dominating you and causing you to begin to be so fearful you can't even open your mouth and speak your own mind. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Push back on it. Don't succumb to cancel culture. Don't succumb to it at all. You are an individual and we've got to stop this spirit of division that's trying to come in, you stand and be bold about what matters most to you. Now, last thing I'm gonna say in Pastor Iron, I'm gonna let you close it. It doesn't matter who is the leader (laughs) of this nation. You are in the kingdom of heaven and your life is gonna be blessed under any administration. Because none of that determines ultimately what happens in your life. Jesus Christ and his kingdom and his word is what matters to your life, but you should get involved for the betterment of a nation and bring that kingdom model to a nation. So Pastor Ivan, I'm going to let you close the people out because I'm going to be blessed no matter what. Amen. <laughs> I'm it way, and it's going to stay that way. But there's- <laughs> Third direction, I believe the nation should go in. And we need to find out which administration is leaning more to that direction and support it for getting race, creed, color, and whatever else.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I think you said so much there that I I, I, well, I, had, to. I had to get it in. It's yeah, you, it. you, closed. You, it. It, you, you, <laughs> you closed it already. I'm just going to put the padlock on the door. <laughs> But no, I would just I would just encourage people to recognize that, uh, to to accept everything that you just said there about us being a part of the kingdom. We're citizens of the kingdom. So we're going to be taken care of. We're going to we're going to prosper regardless because our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in the kingdom. However, as citizens of the kingdom living yeah. in the earth, we've been given the stewardship of yeah. this earth and specifically this country that we exist in as believers. This is our this is our stewardship. This is what Christ has given us, and we have to occupy until He comes. We can't have this this idea of escapism. Well, I'm just going I'm just going to hang on until it's time for me to go to heaven, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to get involved in this. No, you have a stewardship uh, mandate from God, and you steward it by making sure to educate yourself, making sure to do the hard thinking. I, 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 I can't say that enough. I, I, one of the things, and bro, you know me. You know yeah, bro, me personally. Not, okay. not just a
0: hard thinking, but do your thinking.
1: And, oh, God, yes.
0: I mean, but, do, but here's do the what think. Think for yourself. But,
1: yes, sir. But here's the thing. You can't be successful at thinking properly if you're not willing to first abandon your assumptions.
0: Yeah. If
1: you can't do that then you can't even get started with what I'm talking about. We've got to be willing to go where truth takes us. And sometimes we're not willing to do that. What what we have is we start off with an end in mind and we'll dodge truth to get to that end. Instead of doing what the principle of faith teaches us, we step out on the word of God and we go with what the word says. Well, you can use that principle in logic and in life, but when I'm thinking through a situation or a matter, I'm going to step out on the evidence and I'm going to go where the truth takes me. And right. uh and so I would just encourage people to do that. We got a long way to go. We got a lot to sift through, but God is with us. His spirit is giving us discernment, giving us clarity. And uh I'm excited, yeah. man. These are exciting times. I'm yes, you know,
0: do have a long <laughs> These are exciting time. Next week when we come back on here, we going to break it down about what what the party stand for there their platforms are now out. Um, their conventions are over. What two visions they have, we're going to bring them to you because most yeah. people, most people don't even own that. They don't even know that. They just yeah. go vote. <laughs> and that's just <laughs> not, and not. And how do you do that? How do you go vote? I don't know. Most people. So we're going to bring them to you. Listen, share this information because I know people people want us to be mad and i know people want us to be belligerent and yeah, they want us and people want us to come out and tell you what to do but we're not doing that you know we, and so you know controversy creds and all of that stuff but uh, no we're not going to say nothing to go viral <laughs> because it's <laughs> not God's way. We're not gonna tell anybody what to do and try to shame you and try to force you and intimidate you and dominate. Right, That's witchcraft. What That's, That's what's happening. Crap, brother. That's not what's right. happening if it's coming from people in your family, they are wrong. Yes, if it's sir. coming from people in your race, if it's coming from people on your job, if it's coming from people or, that are supposed to be your friends, that is witchcraft. You have a friend, you have a witch. Let me, oh, uh, I better quit. I'm about to get in trouble. <laughs> we we <better> go. <laughs> You're just about we, to tell the truth. We better go. This all. <laughs> uh, Okay, this has been good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to get in trouble. This has been great. Uh, join us next week for more Kingdom Conversations. We're going to be right here. We're going to be right here talking about more of this uh platform just go on next week man we gonna do it into what these parties stand for and you make the kingdom vote this is Isaac and I, iron we out i'm sorry Y'all out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god thank you so much for being a part of us though we we really do appreciate you i mean that with all <laughs> my heart we'll see you next week be blessed i pray you were blessed by today's podcast Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and
1: share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.